Celebration week. Yesterday was 40 months without a vet. And today's victory that we want to talk about, or well, that I want to talk about, that I'm excited about, but I need to address it with you because you're a big part of this. We just reached over 10,000 downloads this week since the show started. And I just want to express my my gratefulness to everyone for tuning in and listening. This has been um, (laughs) quite an adventure over the last seven or eight months trying to figure out, first of all, how to podcast, never mind how to um, reach you and hang out every day and, and how to show up and, and find ways to, you know, best serve and help my audience. And I think what's actually happened is you guys have, helped me more than I can tell you. This has been quite a growing experience for me. So I want to say thank you to everybody, everybody that has supported the show, everybody that's been on the show, everybody that's given me feedback, and of course, all the listeners in, geez, 37 countries. And we're getting really close to almost 700 um, cities. So... I'm just, I'm just super grateful. It's, I'm, I'm a numbers kind of girl. So this number has been a a goal of mine. And I honestly, we're kind of a, a niche group. You know, it's not like I'm telling murder mysteries or sexy stories or, uh, I don't know what else do they have good big podcasts about? Uh, you know, all the famous people have them now. It's just I'm not in the mass market per se. It's it's a difficult topic for starters, as well as people may not even know that I'm here. You know, like there's a lot of variables. So to hit 10,000 is just so freaking remarkable that I'm remarking about it. Okay, you ready for today's reading? Tomorrow we get to celebrate more, guys. Like, it's a freaking amazing week. Okay, here we go. The term higher power got people out of the moralistic perception and experience of addiction. John Keller. There are those who question whether there is a God or a higher power. One example of a higher power's work is that we are here today, no longer in the grip of active addiction. As far as recovery, As hard as recovery often is, we can always be grateful for how far we've come. We now have a program, people who support us, a chance to build a new life. Isn't that progress over where we were? Our days of drinking, drugging, compulsive sex, eating, and gambling? In the end, we find the change in our lives was brought about not through our own willpower, but through surrender to a higher power. We also find that our spirituality has nothing to do with moralism or judgment, but rather acceptance. When we need to feel, when we feel a need to measure how far we've come, we need only look at where we are today. 
in treatment, in a group, reading this book, thinking about recovery. Our bodies are strong and healthy, our minds focused and capable, and our faith has been renewed. Thanks to a higher power, active addiction is moving over, moving into our past and making way for a joyful recovery ahead. Today I pray I might feel gratitude for your help in my recovery. If you are sitting there going, oh geez, uh, a higher power God episode, oh no, um, don't worry, I was there. I was the... <laughs> I was the most, I felt like the most difficult person in, in the rooms, especially the first time in, in my abstinence, the first couple of years that I hadn't placed a bet when I was out in Kansas city, when I called it GA junk and honestly, still I'm quirky about saying the G word when we kick off the serenity prayer, no matter what environment I'm in. And I'm telling you this because not to upset the folks that call their God, God, because that's not my intention at all. It's more that the, there's, there's this crazy transition that can happen if we're open to it. And my shift, my shift was when my, my friend in gambling not like we gambled together, but my friend in recovery, I guess, is a better way to say it. He had said, I stopped going to church when I was gambling because I feel like I didn't deserve to. That literally was probably one of the biggest points in my life where things switched for me. And it was my attitude showing, to be completely honest, because my feelings were, well, wait a minute, deserve to go to church? Like, I've taken it for granted for so long. Why Why did he think he couldn't go? And I'm sure it had to do with the lying, the stealing, the, you know, all the things that happen when we're gambling and, and not showing up our best. Maybe he meant, well, maybe he he meant even more so, like, maybe not embarrassed in front of God, but, but deserve to go to church. Like that just, my, my little attic thinking was, well, wait a minute. If, if he thinks he deserves to go to church and I've had church as an option all along, why am I not going? Let me go see what this is about. What am I missing out on? So it was very selfish motivation, even though I had, you know, I already had over two years or coming up on two years clean. Cause this was my, this happened in the in January of 2000 and no, it must have happened late late 2018 this conversation and 2019 is when I made my real conscious effort to work on step 11, which is seeking through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understand him. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. I hate when I try to do it by heart. At any rate, I started I I started to go back to church and this was probably the first time I ever tried it for me. You know, like when I was married, I remember going to church maybe once and it was like Easter or whatever and 
Davy had grown up with more exposure and more of a habit. And I believe like him and, and wife number two and the kiddos went to church as part of, you know, their family dynamic. So um, I think he just, you know, let me off the hook, essentially. So anyway, I, I go to church and I'm still not comfortable. Like as I'm as I'm going on this adventure, I still think of it as something very private. I'm really quirky about some things. I know you probably don't think I'm very private with as much as I tell you, but some things that had always bothered me that made me like I could feel the un- uncomfortableness in my body were talking about like religion and church and my my personal faith, exercising in front of boys. Like I hated the concept of co-ed gyms, you know, <laughs> very self-conscious Um just different i i don't like um i don't want to say i don't like but i just get uncomfortable with things like a little bit too much skin on a television show or it sounds kind of old fashioned but um there's something about it that just makes me uncomfortable too much public stuff so this was one of those topics and here i sit after doing this work in 2019 and being open-minded to it and not just looking at faith or, you know, higher power, you know, in the rooms that I don't know how many times I've heard the example, it could be the doorknob. It's really not about the thing. It's, it's, my impression is it's about relinquishing the control Right, Because if we think we're in charge of our lives and we don't have any belief that there's a higher power, a God, or or something just bigger than us, if we don't believe that, then we're trying to drive the bus. And are we the best bus drivers? The bus drivers who drive to the casino or the bus drivers who sit online and, and spend, lose, whatever, you know, their livelihood, their money, their family. Like, are those good bus drivers putting all this stuff at risk? I don't think so. It it would be like driving the bus blind with no brakes backwards. You know, like, it's just, that's, that's what it's like, not having some form of spirituality or higher power, in my opinion. And... What ended up happening when I started going to church and my intention is to like really dig into this and and with people smarter than me on the topic, but to really make this like a step 11 deep adventure. And I'd wanted to do it with Oscar, who was in school for um Oh, I always screw this up. He was in school for church um, to learn and to lead maybe a pastor. But he was very, his faith was very clear. He was very dedicated to it. Um, Almost in a way that made me uncomfortable. You know, it was like, don't preach to me. You know, and then the last year when I got a little bit more comfortable with it. But he knew I didn't like saying the G word. And um, but we like had this mutual respect Although he was a little pushy, but pushy in a good way. We love Oscar. Anyway, so that was, I wanted to have him on for my step 11 um, this year. And unfortunately, the higher power person 
God, whatever, decided that he needed to go be in hanging out with the angels. But um, I went to that alcohol-free class I had told you about and got exposure to this fella, Patrick, who I think I was excited and probably told you about, but he did um, the language. I hate messing up the language to where I might be offensive because I really don't want to be offensive. Monastery, he went and, and did years and years and studied theology and he actually has a doctorate in divinity. That's the part that I just think just that sounds so freaking cool to me. But he's a very wise man. And he led a couple classes when we were doing this. And I think 2019 got me from like over this hump, like this hump that reading is talking about that, that giving it up and that we probably wouldn't be here. Like, let's give credit for the fact that we're here and we're alive and we found recovery. It wasn't all us because if it was all us, we'd probably still be gambling, using, drinking, whatever the case may be. So that was one piece of it is relinquishing that control. Now as I build on my spiritual work, uh, you know, the meditation continues to be important. Although I have, I went from, really trying to practice the transcendental meditation pretty regularly to I'm kind of in this exploration phase. I mean, I've, I've been trained for TM and I can go back to it, but I've really been doing, I've been trying that Deepak. He has um, a little challenge that I'm doing in the background. So I'm listening to his meditations. I listen to Paul's meditations from RE. So I'm mixing it up a little bit. I do a guided meditation with uh, the lady at work. She she leads us. So I'm being a little bit more open to that. So I feel like now there's this, where I was going with Patrick is, and, and, and Paul Ferrari talks about this too, is this Eckerd Tolle guy that I had never really heard of before them. And now the concepts kind of have shifted from just slowing down the mind and relinquishing effort into the being present concept, which I've tried to explore some of this stuff, like actually unintentionally, just the way that the books I was reading took me on this path, um, introduced me to Joe Dispenza who Dr. Joe Dispenza, if I am going to say it correctly, but his books and now I've Eckhart Tolle's class is one of the ones that I haven't been doing a really good job of attending, but I bought it. So it's a lifetime thing, but he really gets into being present and mindful in this class. And I'm just intrigued now. And if I can calm my mind and learn things and and become better and more dialed in. It's going to help me build on my recovery and my spirituality just by default. So this is one of those areas I don't know what I don't know. And um, I'm open to learning about it. It's kind of, it's really intriguing now. And it's not as black and white and, and a lot of my preconceived 
notions. And, and here's an unfortunate thing, too, is that folks of strong faith that preach to those who aren't ready to receive it can be a turnoff, you know, for longer in life. Like, did I push it away because I didn't want it pushed on me? You know, almost like a, what do you call it? Re, wow, I, the word escapes me. Rebel, like a rebellion kind of thing. Not intentionally, but I think that I was turned off for a long time for different reasons. And now knowing that I don't have to, it just takes, it takes away the worry and the fear. Fear keeps coming up. We talk about it all the freaking time because it, it's with us all the time. Like I'm still afraid of so many things like I, I I'm afraid on the surface but I also know that I have to push through these things so and I will in my time there's still still things I haven't pushed through the fear on but every day I get a little better at it and it's because just having this mentality and believing that I'm not in control of it or that I'm pushing through it for a reason or that someone's challenging me for a reason I just I just believe that and then I do whatever the action is and I come out on the other side of it going like oh okay that wasn't so bad and oh I learned something or oh I believe this now or it's always just shifting and growing and and I love that and I I am a believer now I am a believer now in something clearly greater than me like and I'm I'm almost probably the other end of the spectrum now because I believe that the universe wants me sitting here talking to you. I believe that I need to be a woman in recovery, standing up in the gambling re- arena very publicly because I'm a big mouth, right? Like that's, that's one of my attributes. And I've been involved in business for a long time. So if... If I can find the balance between like business personality and emotional personality that comes with addiction and be a voice for us, like I believe that that's what I'm supposed to do. And I believe that all the skills and all the things that have happened along the way, like being rejected for job promotions or um, getting in trouble for being emotional at work, like... I believe that all of that stuff has prepared me to embrace being an advocate for for gamblers. Like, but I didn't come up with that. Like the universe decided and the universe told me. I may sound a little woo woo, but if um, if you knew that all the different steps in the way everything has unfolded the last four years, you'd be a believer too. It's it's not even anything I can explain, especially in a what should be a 10 minute, (laughs) 10 minute show that's now double time, but love this reading, love this concept. I don't want to be the bus driver anymore, the blindfolded bus driver anymore. And this, you know, this last line, thanks to a higher power, active addiction is moving into our past and making way for a joyful recovery ahead. And that's so freaking true. I don't know if you caught on to this, but most days I'm pretty freaking joyful. Okay, you know that. 
thanks again, guys, for helping me break the 10,000 mark. I am elated. That's that's what I am. I had been watching and knew that it was coming. I just didn't expect it to happen so soon. And appreciate all your support. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I will be back tonight. I think we're up to you, which will be interesting because we always struggle when we get to these last few letters. Oh, I got it. One more thing. I just got to give a shout out to Tony. So Tony used to be my Zumba instructor and he's my friend. And now he's we're actually working together because he introduced me to some pretty freaking amazing products that I'm now totally in love with. Um, but it's not like, you know, the Tupperware approach. Like he, I was just like, let me check out this website. And then I fell in love. Anyway, so him and I are reconnected. And um, because we do the letter game every day, he's so cute. He put it on my wall today, a letter game to describe me. <laughs> so he he did ABC and then people have been jumping in doing DE, you know, whatever. So um, I was kind of touched. I thought that was a thoughtful thing to do. And we'll see what people think of me for all these letters. I never thought about how to describe myself. So I got a kick out of that this morning. So a shout out to Tony for showing me some love. He's a good guy. And um, I'm, I'm glad that we're friends. All right. That's really it. So thank you. I leave you with a bunch of gratitude. I am going to go do some work. Yeah, work. Come up with this stuff. All right, beautiful people. Have a great day. Thanks.